welcome to Quills and Cloaks, a writing and fandom podcast, delving into the world of fandom discussions, author writing tips, and of course, all things Harry Potter. I'm Christy J. Whitney, and I will be your host and your professor. So unroll those parchments because class is in session. Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Quills and Cloaks. And I'm very excited about today's topic, which is the idea and the theory that perhaps Severus Snape was sorted too soon. Now, this theory or this idea comes from chapter 33 of Deathly Hallows called The Prince's Tale, which is incidentally one of my favorite chapters in the entire book series. And we see a conversation that happened between Dumbledore and Snape at the end of the Yule Ball. Now, the conversation revolves around the dark mark, which has been growing darker on the Death Eaters' arms, and whether or not Snape himself will run away if Voldemort calls him, like Karkaroff is obviously planning to do. The conversation begins with this, and then it ends with Snape's reply to Dumbledore by him saying, No, I am not such a coward. No, agreed Dumbledore. You are a far braver man than Igor Karkaroff. You know, I sometimes think we sort too soon. He walked away, leaving Snape looking stricken. Now, this conversation has led to many questions about Snape, Slytherin, and Dumbledore's meaning behind these words. So I want to jump into this for the next few minutes by starting with this comment, which was made almost wistfully by Dumbledore, and it left Snape stricken. Now, the dictionary definition for stricken means deeply afflicted or overwhelmed with something like sorrow or distress or misfortune. It's a big and powerful emotional expression on his face, and it's one that Harry Potter actually gets to see because he's looking through Snape's memories. It's a big deal, and it shows just how deeply Dumbledore affects Snape. Now, many people have wondered if Dumbledore, who we all know was a masterful manipulator himself, if he really thought that Snape was capable of being in another house, perhaps even Gryffindor by this context, or if he was just playing Snape to further Snape's loyalty to him. Whatever the case, bringing up the idea that Snape could have even had a possibility of being in Gryffindor could have meant an entirely different life and future for Severus, one where he might have been able to be around Lilymore, one where he might not have been so easily seduced into the realm of Voldemort and the dark side by junior Death Eaters like Mulciber and Avery. What is his path at 11 years old? And could it have taken another direction? I think based on this scene here and Snape's reaction, we can safely assume that all of this must have been racing across Snape's mind at this moment based on that stricken expression that he has on his face. Which, of course, leads to the question of sorting children who barely know themselves into a lifelong house at the tender age of 11. Now, some have even suggested that it would have been smarter to allow the first and second years to maybe live together and then wait until the third year to do the sorting, which would have given them more time to interact with each other and get to know each other. Would that have worked in a setting like Hogwarts? 
I'm personally not sure based on just the way that it was set up in the books, but that is a discussion for another time. Today, we're specifically looking at Severus and how he fits into Dumbledore's statement. So the questions I have are, was he sorted too soon? Could he have been in another house? And if so, which one? Was he destined for Slytherin no matter what? Or does Snape truly fit into the house that the hat gave him? So I posed this question to my followers on TikTok, and I received a lot of very thoughtful replies. And it seems that the answers were really all over the place, not just from Gryffindor responses, but also Ravenclaw and even Hufflepuff as well. And there were many that said that Snape is exactly where he was supposed to be in Slytherin. So I want to break them down for a moment. Let's start with Hufflepuff. Now, loyalty is the number one Hufflepuff trait, and of course, we know that Snape is definitely loyal and committed. But this is also um, a prized trait in Slytherin as well. And yes, he does have deep emotions, and he does have heart, as Hufflepuffs do, and he is also very hardworking, which is something that Puffs value, but I believe all of those traits could also fit into all the other houses. The next was Ravenclaw. Now, Snape does value knowledge, he's extremely intelligent, and he does like learning new things. These are definitely Ravenclaw traits. He's also very witty. And then I think back to the conversation that 11-year-old Snape had on the train with an 11-year-old James Potter. And he replies to James Potter's desire to be in Gryffindor with, well, if you'd rather be brainy than brawny. So clearly, Snape does value the use of brains in thinking through a situation before just acting on one. But I'll say more on that in a moment. We also must ask ourselves, though, why does Snape value knowledge? Why does he like learning new things or inventing new things like spells? Is it for the sake of knowledge itself, for being the smartest person in the room? Or does he have a purpose and a goal behind it? That ultimately is our separation, I think, between Ravenclaw and Slytherin. So next up is Gryffindor. And I think for this, we have two main arguments. We know that Harry called him probably the bravest man he ever knew, which I think he also really wanted to make sure that his own son, Albus, understood that he didn't have to be a Gryffindor to be brave, and also guides that idea that it doesn't matter ultimately what house you end up in, you can embrace and display all the qualities and traits of all the houses, and all of us have that potential, which is an important word given to us in the books. And I think we all know that's true, that you aren't ultimately defined by just one house. We all have abilities and potential for all of these qualities in all of the houses. Even though I do think we have a dominant personality, it doesn't mean that we aren't a little bit of all of them combined. I think that's very true. So the next is in reference to coward, the word coward in the book, and how personally Snape takes being called a coward. And understandable. 
I mean, especially when Harry brands him a coward, having no idea how many years Snape has risked his own life and put himself directly in danger for Harry himself. Of course, we know that Snape was not a coward, but was he always that brave? Did his mistakes and his poor choices change him into a brave man? Did he learn how to be brave? Or was bravery always inside him? Of course, setting his bravery aside for a moment, is there anything else that would have caused the hat to put him in Gryffindor over Slytherin? Was he arrogant or extremely confident? No, completely the opposite of either one of those. Was he driven to act first, to jump in and to be a doer? I don't really see any evidence of that trait in his young life or really his older life. Did he have a strong moral code? Was he chivalrous? Did he stand up for what was right? I don't think he did as a youth, but neither did James and Sirius, if you come to think about it. As adults, of course, they all changed. Is Snape impatient? Does he act without thinking things through? No, I don't think we can say any of that about Snape. And these are very typically Gryffindor characteristics. So really, when you look at his inner core and his instinctive reactions to things, none of it really fits Gryffindor apart from his bravery and his courage and his desire to right what has been wronged. So while we are definitely seeing a lot of characteristics and elements from the other three houses in Snape, I don't really see one that predominantly fits him yet. So, of course, let's look at our last and final house, Slytherin. Now, we have to remember that Severus actually wanted to be sorted into Slytherin, just like James Potter wanted to be in Gryffindor. And the hat does take a person's preference into consideration, just as it did for Harry Potter when he wanted Gryffindor, even though the hat wanted to put him in Slytherin. Severus was ambitious, the number one trait of Slytherin. He had deep and personal goals, even as a kid. I mean, he was only 11, but his life had been miserable. He was extremely poor. He was neglected. He was abused. But he was a smart kid, and he wanted a chance to prove himself, to get out of his negative situation in life and prove that he was better that he could be more. Slytherin clearly values that kind of trait in a person. Now, James Potter's only reason that he wanted to be in Gryffindor, at least that he states, was that it was the brave and noble house. In other words, he saw it as the cool house, the popular house, the one that everyone should aspire to be in, the glory, the honor. But Severus Snape has more complex desires for his particular sorting. What are the other traits of Slytherin? Cunning? Definitely. To come up with clever ways to accomplish your goals. Snape certainly did that. He didn't dive into action blindly. He calculated things. Resourceful? Yes, Snape was definitely resourceful. He came to Hogwarts with absolutely nothing. Zero but his own brain and his skills. Snape ended up in Slughorn's Slug Club. He was inventive. He was innovative. He was hardworking. He was an excellent student. He had 
no reputation or family to lean on, meaning that he worked even harder than his pure-blood housemates to get what he wanted. And don't forget that he did succeed Slughorns as the potions master and was the youngest ever professor at Hogwarts at just 21 years old. His actions always had a reason behind them. They were a means to an end. He sees everything as a way to accomplish his goals, and he's driven and determined. He thinks first. He weighs his options. Definitely more Slytherin, ultimately, than Gryffindor. Unfortunately for Snape, his weaknesses, his desire to be accepted and to prove himself, eventually caused him to diverge down a dark path for a very long time. And we all know it caused many tragedies before he eventually chose another path. But if you look at all four of these houses together and you're trying to decide ultimately, should Snape have been put in a different house? For my personal opinion, and this is just strictly my opinion, I do think that Severus was both destined for Slytherin. I also think he wanted to be in Slytherin. And I do think he most closely fits the traits of Slytherin. But again, he is our ultimate example in the books of the fact that just because you are put in one house does not mean that defines you. That might be part of your instinctive behavior or what drives you, but every person demonstrates traits and personality characteristics from all four houses. We know that you can't just pigeonhole someone into one particular house. And Snape, above all other people, showed that. He showed the hardworking and loyal Hufflepuff. He showed the intelligent and resourceful Ravenclaw. He showed the brave and courageous Gryffindor. And of course, he showed the ambitious, cunning, and driven Slytherin. And while that drove him mainly, he is a little bit of everything. So at the end of the day, my answer to this question is I do think our potions master is in fact in the correct house as Slytherin. And I think that had he been in any other house, he could not have helped the wizarding war as much as he did. And although, unfortunately, being in this house also caused a lot of wrong on his behalf, ultimately, he set things right in the end. Now, you may have a completely different view on where you would place uh, Snape in the four houses. And if you do, I would love to see your comment below on my YouTube channel, or you are always free to leave a comment on my TikTok. This is not the absolute and definitive answer. It is merely my opinion based on what I know from Snape in the book series. And hopefully uh, I've at least brought out some interesting points to consider. So that is all for our episode today on Was Snape Sorted Too Soon? And again, you are more than welcome to follow me on TikTok at Christy J. Whitney or check out my website for information on my books at ChristyJWhitney.com. I hope all of you have a fantastic day and I will see you next time on Quills and Cloaks. <laughs>